0: one two one two three four step one you make some stuff step two he sells some stuff step three is what this show is all about woohoo Hello, and welcome again to the Step 3 Podcast, talking about struggles, challenges, lessons learned in business and beyond, but mostly in business. Uh, I'm Ian Wilson, uh, Creative Director at Build Create Studios in Ann Arbor, Michigan. We make websites and cool shit like that. I'm here again with Alex. Alex. Howdy, everybody. Uh, before last time I had a on, we were talking about email, but this time we're talking about something else. This time we're talking about team dynamics, the right person for the job, making sure that you, know, you pair up the tasks and roles you assign to people with their personalities and how they best cope and operate. Because, I mean, I've, I've encountered plenty of people who were like, Front manning a project, um, you know, who were really not social people, who were not good at interpersonal communications and that caused all kinds of problems and it's just it's an an ongoing struggle for for any manager um anyone who's assigning people tasks to make sure that the right person is getting assigned the right things they're not freaking out and alex happens to be an anthropologist so studying people is kind of his thing and i thought that would be a good uh a good insight to bring in here so i sprang it on him and pulled him in here Cause I mean, everybody's different. There are subtle or not so subtle differences in our chemical makeup, just all swirling around in our brain, in our brains and our mind grapes that make certain type of work harder or easier. Um, you know, based on that and you know, just other factors. Maybe you just your background was in painting and not math but you know maybe you're really good at programming and you find later later in life you love math but up until that point you just never got that right moment that clicked or something that's just a really horribly general example, but you get the idea. People change careers late in life all the time when they realize like, wait a second, I actually really like doing something that I'm actually good at it. But job satisfaction aside, you know, we're really looking for the right tool for the job, the right person for the right task. um, That's really going to play off their strengths and not make them feel like they're drawing from their weaknesses and make them frustrated and stressed out and generally just feel like crap about what they do. So, uh let me just skip ahead here okay so as alex is very familiar in smaller businesses or even larger ones uh people wear a lot of hats and some people thrive on this and some people don't um and so the challenge is really especially when you're in that position as a manager and you're assigning people you know varyingly different tasks you're trying to find the combination of things that's not going to drive someone crazy um so, Alex, you know, we've had you doing a lot of different things, and, uh, you know, what have you found through that process that's helped you to kind of find the ways that you can use your skills successfully within those tasks, or, um, you know, what are some tasks that you were, like, that we maybe were doing at one point that just weren't really jiving with your personality that we were able to kind of move you away from to be more successful in your role? Um,
1: <clears throat> well... I mean,
0: I, I do a, a great many handful of things around here. <laughs> a
1: great Whether many. Whether it's um, telling you and Joe that like, no, you can't do that with a website. <laughs> Nobody's going to use it. Or, you know, just trying to deal with a client. Um, it it involves being able to jump around a lot. Mm-hmm. You can't, uh, at least I can't get stuck in any particular mindset. Um, you guys can go into your caves and just do your thing, but I have to deal with people and, you know, everything. So, um, basically just being able to switch gears pretty quickly has been my, my greatest asset. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise it's just been a matter of like putting my mind to it and just getting better at doing those things that I'm not particularly good at. Mm-hmm. Cause in, in our situation, there's not really an option to not be
0: good at something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. But I think we found that, you know you're 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 pretty organized and pretty good with people and combine those things into like training people telling joe and i what to do and when to do it and uh and uh you know generally just managing those sorts of organizational challenges that some of us have more difficulty with (laughs) (laughs) the organizationally challenged um yeah so uh The the point is that uh you really have to use use people effectively or everything suffers because if you're if you're having someone do something that they're simply not suited for or um is, is putting them in a position where they're using too many of their underdeveloped skills. It's going to make them feel like they're terrible at their job regardless of you know, the effort they're putting in is, is genuine. Um, you know, they, they're just not necessarily up to speed on that specific task. And so their work's going to suffer because they're going to be stressed out. And your job as a manager will get harder because you're trying to understand like why, you know, why are they upset or what's the frustration? Why are things not, you know, meeting, uh, meeting deadlines or whatever. And then that just trickles down as well as you have to develop a energy to trying to solve this problem um, and you're taking it away from your work and the rest of the team management that you're doing um, and so it's really it's really important to just be aware of, of your people's strengths and weaknesses both in terms of the skills they know and just their kind of personality and where they when what what sort of uh, type of thinking they lean to and I uh, I, I broke this down into four sort of groups and this is super general and vague and uh this is like not pseudoscience but it's sort of like hey let me just throw some labels on stuff and make huge generalizations but i think that uh you'll find there's they're sort of accurate and i hope it kind of gives you an insight into this Um, So we have creative people, which I can speak about that because I'm fairly creative. And so, um, you know, we can be easily frustrated um, because our work represents who we are. When you design something, even if you're designing like, you know, a brochure for toilet paper or something, it's still your own personal taste that's going into it. It's your skill, but it's also your own personal taste. And so when someone's like, I don't like that, you're like, man, like, Fuck you. Okay, this is the best toilet paper brochure ever. And it isn't until later in your career as a designer that you develop the ability to absorb those things and look at them as they're not insulting you. Well, I mean, some maybe they are sometimes, but that's a whole other issue. Um, but really, it's about okay. Well, design is communication, and I'm not communicating my personal tastes. I'm communicating the needs of the customer. I'm trying to like connect with them on that level. And that's sort of the evolution that happens in that line of work. Um, And likes to switch over to the other end of the spectrum um, in my list here are managers like Alex, which are empathetic yet organized and deadline driven. Um, They need feedback to know if their approach is effective. um, And it's important to keep, you know, to keep that, that feedback cycle happening. But, uh, but in general, you know, they, they need to be able to uh, be empathetic, and understand the personalities of the people that are working with them and be organized enough to keep things going. Uh, how am I doing so far? Um,
1: it, it's it's pretty close. I mean, like the biggest thing is not only do I need like feedback, I just need people to talk to me. I don't even care if it's like, hey, like I like the way you, you described that thing. It's like, hey, I just need you to like respond when I say stuff to you. Um, that's like communication is probably the biggest uh, hindrance in, in my position. <laughs> you know, I I can communicate all kinds of things, but if I just get a blank
0: stare or like a head nod, that doesn't tell me anything, and then I right. start all over again. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, some logical people, like so these, these, are your programmers, your engineers, etc. Um, you know, I found they don't really like to work in shades of gray. They tend to. Appreciate binary situations where there is either uh, a right or a wrong answer. Either the solution they've built or designed works or it doesn't. Uh, Gray areas, you know, uh, I mean, in in programming, you do tend to wind up in some gray areas where you're like, this isn't the best solution, but it works. But in general, there is still that end result of either it works or it doesn't. Uh, Creative work for them is stressful and frustrating and soul crushing because there is no right answer. There's just you just put something out there, and it resonates with some people. It doesn't resonate with other people, and that just does not does not jive with with how they want to uh, to think about the world. Um, and then we got social people who are these are like kind of more in the vein of some of your marketing and sales type people Um, and so what I've thought about here is it's kind of hard to keep on task and they don't necessarily quantify their work as well sometimes you know they they tend to think of things in more of a general way based on intuition and uh, how they feel something went Um, but they have a lot of enthusiasm and positive energy which you can harness for your benefit Um, you know you just want to keep an eye on them and make sure that you're able to get Give them clear goals to meet and help them with the issue of quantifying their work because they're like, well, oh, it feels good. I think this is doing really well. I got all this stuff and generally it's good. Um, and they'll respond well to giving them, you know, specific feedback and metrics to go by. You just have to, they're not necessarily going to look at that themselves, I think. Um, so you can kind of give them that direction and help harness their energy and point in the right direction. So has this been kind of in line with your, with your experience? I just want to make sure I'm not totally like crazy right now. Oh oh, no, I think you're spot on.
1: I I tend to call the management position herding cats because there are the creatives who, you know, either can't take criticism or uh, refuse to accept the criticism. (laughs) Then you have the, the logisticians and the developers where they're like, well, no, you're wrong because it has to be this or this. Um, it's like, well, no, and then you're trying to get the creatives to talk to the logical people and then that doesn't work, and then you have the social people who are just kind of all floating somewhere <laughs> um, like you don't really know what they're doing, but they're doing something but they just can't give you any answers to anything. Yeah. so it's very much just it's like herding cats, if you've, ever, if you've ever tried, the best solution is to get a box out and put it in the middle of a room and you'll get at least one or two in there <laughs> yes. um, with, with, uh, with a small team, I think the best thing you can do is just kind of keep an eye on them it's kind of like babysitting sometimes <laughs> um and then every once in a while like bring out food <laughs> yeah. food is an awesome motivator It'll Get everybody in one spot
0: it's true i don't know anyone who doesn't get excited for pizza At least not if, in our office yeah if someone didn't get excited for pizza i probably wouldn't trust them as a person okay. i just be like i don't understand what motivates you anymore and if i don't understand what motivates you then i just i can't trust you because then you'll turn on me for apparently something other than pizza and that just doesn't make this is not a world that's not a world i can i can Live in um. so uh, this whole this whole discussion about the right person for the job and making sure people understand their role and managing them and all this whole this whole episode and thought process came from uh, something that I've been struggling with lately, which is, uh, we, have been, we've been developing uh, theme and content management, building stuff in our company, which basically takes some of the processes and makes them a little bit more standardized, but also it creates a lot of development challenges because it's like, how do you make something really flexible so that an end user can use it and use it in a variety of different ways without having it break. And, um, and so working on that, um, alongside um, our developer has proven challenging because while Alex and I are uh, well-versed in doing content management and content editing and building out content which is a whole lot of gray areas of well this looks good here but doesn't look good here let me just you know do whatever it takes to make it work versus uh, his very binary world of well this should just be a one solution kind of thing um, you know created a bit of conflict and I was really having a hard time understanding you know where the source of the conflict was coming from was it development ideologies was it just the way that it was built um you know was it just the, the philosophy behind developing something pre-built that can help streamline the process like what I, and it took me a while to figure out it. it was because I was putting him in a world of gray and he needed something more black and white to work from and um you know, that exposure to the process has really, you know, created a little bit of tension and some stress um, uh, in working on that internal project. And uh, so for me, it was sort of an awakening of exactly, you know, how much these personality differences can can cause conflict. And... Um, and then, you know, before we can really resolve these things, you have to understand the underlying reasons um, just in the personality, because it's, you know, it's it's easy to ignore, forget the fact that we're all totally different little primordial soup creatures that are just lucky to even exist. Like it's a miracle any of us even sprung up out of the ground on this crazy planet orbiting a star and it's absolutely amazing, but we still kind of try to act as though everyone's the same when really we're all drastically different. And it just takes that next level of empathy to try and understand the person's perspective and realize, oh, OK, I need to change how I'm talking about this, how we approach it, how we divide up the labor to maximize the effectiveness of your particular way of thinking and skills. And, uh, and that's, that's sort of where I where I wound up with this. Um, Alex, did you have any thoughts? Cause you kind of have been working in the middle of this with all of us too. And uh, that's why I kind of pulled you in here. Cause you know, you study people and you're around, you've been around both of us throughout this whole process. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like, like he has a very, like a structured way of looking mm-hmm. at everything. And when, you're like, hey, um, you know, this image looks like this on this page, but the same image on another page doesn't look this way. It then just, it kind of messes with his head. Like, well, mm-hmm. why am I doing this if it's going to be different every time? Mm-hmm. And I guess part of the problem is he's so used to building solutions to problems and not just kind of fudging through a problem get <laughs> through that step in the process. Exactly. Where you and I tend to just kind of fudge through everything in order to get to a point where we can actually try to solve the problem later. Yeah. Um, so really like what it boils down to is just yeah, knowing what, what your team's limitations are and really just trying to work to those limitations. Like looking at those as strengths, like mm. well, we need a very custom thing put together, grab Joe, he'll get it done. Like just give him. Give him the result you want and then some headphones and he'll have it by the end of the day.
0: That's exactly.
1: Great. And, you know, for the content portion of it, like, just, just hand it to me or like <laughs> whatever it's got to be. Cause we, cause we already know, like, it's not going to look like that yeah. for the end product. It's going to change like 10 times. <laughs> yep. So it's, it's just a matter of like, um, it's kind of like chess using the right pieces in the right places.
0: Yeah that's true and that's probably why i stuck a chest too <laughs> uh, um uh, so uh okay fi- fi- final closing thought here because um, we had our strategy session with our mentor coach person today and uh and so this brought in the question of focus again which i've talked about a few different times here just about focusing on on that one skill or that one client or whatever just whatever allows you to put the most energy into something that's going to produce the the best output um and so, in a small business, managing a small team where people are wearing many hats, um, you know that means that there's just a set of hats that that need to be on certain people to make the most effective use of uh, of our time. So, what that's going to look like for me is when it comes to content and stuff like that, that's going to be that's going to be something I take a larger role in, so that it's done, um, you know, efficiently and it's not. Stressing someone else out and causing inefficiency in their process, and for things like the ongoing maintenance and custom development, that'll be something that I'll I'll delegate more of because um, we need to balance out the workload and we've, and this is just a, this is an opportunity to rebalance and reoptimize and keep everyone you know running more efficiently. So, I hope that this, you know, kind of rung, rung true with some people and, and kind of gave you some thinking about your own team. Or, you know, this isn't just about managers. If you work alongside people, we see this, you, you see this stuff every day. Um, and I just want to change the way you start to think about it and approach uh, your peers and, and colleagues because this will all help us work together more harmoniously. And at the end of the day, that'll just make us happier. And really, that's the goal make money and, and be happy. And they're not always tied to one another, but. Yes, they are. Um, so thanks again for listening. Don't forget to go to buildcreate.com step three. It'll redirect you to our iTunes page where you can leave a review and feedback that makes all the difference in the world to us having any chance of emerging from the mire of the iTunes podcast rating system, which is completely opaque they don't tell us anything about what our stuff is doing so we just kind of ask for reviews and hope for the best um so until next time everybody keep it real you got this thanks for listening